Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on your hometown radio station right there in Madison, North Florida, South Georgia, cowboy country in Madison. We're so glad to be on this station today that is not only reaching uh, North Florida and South Georgia, but is also reaching any state in the United States of America, any country anywhere in the world. That is what's so exciting about being part of media ministry. Amen. Because of the World Wide Web. And I am convinced that if the apostles were alive today, they'd be on the air. They would be on the air. Amen. Even with their limited resources, there there is a way to get the gospel to the nations of the world like we have never seen in any previous generation. We are a a a very a technologically blessed generation in the sense that we can take the gospel to the world. And I believe God is accelerating the taking of the gospel to the world. For this reason, Jesus is coming soon. And the scriptures declare when this gospel of the kingdom is preached into all the world for a witness, then shall the end come. And this gospel is beginning to go to the world now. It'll be carried out uh, through 144,000 evangelists, amen, with angelic assistance, (laughs) praise God, during the the last part of the tribulation period or the end part of the tribulation period. And we are so glad today to be workers together with God to achieve this. And I would just encourage any ministers uh, that uh, are near WMAF and you want to get your message beyond your four walls, amen, to the nations of the world to consider radio ministry. It, it is a viable ministry. Uh, we have, uh, have heard and keep hearing from people all over the United States, all over the world in the sense that from different places we hear from different people. We have people that have actually come and visited our church from Arizona that listened to Let's Talk About Jesus, just like you are. We had a letter from a lady who listens uh, to the, to the uh, Let's Talk About Jesus broadcast in New York State recently, and we're so glad to hear that people are coming together around the Word of God to study the Word, to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church and to the world in these last closing days of human history. Well, having said that, we're going to be talking about a God-given victory today uh, out of the Word of God, and we're going to begin with 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 3 and, and, and reading wherever the Lord has us stop. But we want to begin with verse 3 and 4 today for a text uh, to put in context of what we're talking about here today. Uh, And we're going to be talking about, once again, a God-given victory. A God-given victory. There is victory for you today, regardless of how weak 
you may feel how overwhelmed you may be by the circumstances of your life. I want you to know there is victory in Jesus. And if you're not a Christian today, there is victory for you. You can overcome the enemy of your soul. You can overcome your own weaknesses and you can be delivered from the chains that bind you in sinful habits. You today can have victory in Jesus Christ because God has provided that victory and promised it in and through His Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. But it is a God-given victory. And that's what we want to focus on today. Amen. Not our ingenuity, not our energy, not uh, our our resolve to do better. Uh, it's not turning over a new leaf, you see. It's getting a brand new life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles, once again, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, listen to it carefully, and then we're going to the Psalms and talk about a God-given victory. It says in chapter 10 of 2 Corinthians, verse 3 and 4, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Praise God. Amen. The weapons of our warfare, though we are carnal, though we are flesh and blood, men and women, but the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It has nothing to do with our our fleshly person. It has everything to do with the spirit realm. Therefore, they are they are mighty only in this sense through God. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Someone said it very well one time, and I want to echo it and reiterate it here today. We have a great enemy in Satan, and we have a greater ally in Jesus Christ. But the victories we're talking about, this overcoming the world, the flesh, and the devil himself, it's God-given And it's only through God and only through His Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, that these victories are achieved. Because it's only through Jesus and what He's done at the cross in the New Covenant that these victories can be ours. And it was only through God in the Old Covenant that victory could be the covenant people uh, in that, uh, that, that covenant relationship with Him. So I want to read from Psalm 68 now and several verses, but beginning with verse 1. It says, Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. And many scholars of this scripture believe that Psalm 68 was composed by David at the time when the Ark of the Covenant was to be moved from the house of Obed-Edom to Mount Zion in Jerusalem. The first two verses were recited when the ark is uplifted and the process begins to move. Let God arise 
and his enemies be scattered, let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, as wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of the Lord. Now here's an important principle that I believe we can clearly see in the words of this special psalm. And it is that God's promised blessings can only be obtained when His enemies are defeated. God's promised blessings, God's victories can only be obtained when His enemies are defeated. And His enemies can only be defeated when God arises. You see, friends, there will always be strongholds of opposition that must be pulled down. But that's okay when we realize and recognize that the battle is not ours alone, but the Lord's. Hallelujah. Look at verse 18 of Psalm 68 for a moment, if you will. It says, prophetically, thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men, for the rebellious also, that the Lord might dwell among them. Sound familiar? It should. It should. Because Paul the Apostle quoted this verse to declare Christ's victory over Satan's strongholds and Satan's kingdom of darkness. And he, he said it and quoted it in Ephesians 4, verse 7 through 9. It said, But to un, every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now he that ascended, what is it but he also that descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Amen. A stronghold was pulled down. A mighty enemy was conquered when Jesus was put on the cross, shed his blood, gave his life on the cross, was buried for three days, and rose victorious on the third day. Hallelujah. Almighty God, through Jesus Christ, has vanquished our greatest enemy. The victory has been won. It is ours to demonstrate, and it is ours to celebrate. Literally, the Amplified said he led a train of vanquished foes. And Matthew Henry comments on this verse of Scripture, said he conquered those who had conquered us, Satan, sin, and death. I like that. He conquered those who had at one time conquered us, Satan, sin, and death. You see, friend, the cross of Jesus Christ initially seemed to be a place of a terrible, terrifying defeat. But it became a place of an unparalleled victory. For it was at that cross where Satan, God's enemy and ours, suffered such a deadly wound. In Colossians 2 and verse 15, it's very clearly declared. It said of Jesus, And having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Literally, it being 
the cross. It would be translated uh, like one translator does it. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Friends, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, hell can be plundered. The keepers of the prison have been defeated and shamed. Satan has been rendered powerless to hold or harm those who trust Christ as their Savior. Make no mistake about it, you can be set free today. Make no mistake about it, dear friend. The chains that bind you and the prison, uh, the prison <laughs> keeper of the prison that holds you in that prison, those bars can be broken. Those chains can be loosened. Listen to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. It says, For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Listen, when it said destroy him, it doesn't mean that he doesn't exist anymore. It simply means that he has stripped him of his power and authority to hold you, to hold me, or anyone who trusts Christ as their Savior in his prison of damned souls. Oh, friend of mine, he can't hold you. He can't keep you in that place. He can't, he can't keep you on that road and, and that destiny of, 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 of being abandoned, of being, being banished and punished for eternity. He can't hold you. Because Jesus has paid the price for the sins that we have committed that gave him that authority. Because God didn't give him that authority. Our sin, our rebellion gave place to the enemy. And by virtue of his atoning blood on the cross, every person can be set free that will repent of their sin and trust Christ as their Savior. I'm going to read that again. For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took on the same, that through death he might destroy him, literally render him powerless to hold those that would come to Christ. Amen. That had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to to bondage. Listen, friend, when death was conquered through the resurrection of Jesus and when, when sin was forgiven uh, uh, through the shed blood of Jesus, uh, uh, when, when we had that opportunity, we who sat in darkness saw a great light where there was no light, no hope, no help from above. Suddenly, there is a way out of that prison house. And that that victor that came to give us victory is none other than God's Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ today. We as Christians know that death has been defeated, for we know that our sins are forgiven and that Christ on the cross was setting you and me free. Hallelujah. So when God arises... In every sense and circumstance, his enemies are scattered. Our victory 
is assured. Satan can no longer hold us prisoner to the tormenting fear of death. When Jesus Christ took our sins upon himself, he paid our sin debt, and Satan can't hold us prisoner to sin's consequence. Listen to what 1 Corinthians 15, beginning with verse 50 through 58, says. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. And then he goes on to say, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be unto God. See, we're talking about a God-given victory. We achieve victory, but it's always God arising. It's always God granted. It's always God given, and it's always received by faith in God and in Christ. Thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You see, friend, victory comes when we let God arise by putting our trust in Him, calling it upon Him, looking unto Him exclusively. He will stand in our behalf. You know, David put it this way. He said, when I pray, my enemies turn back. He didn't say, I'm going to pray and hope they will. I'm going to pray and, and, and see if something happens. He said, when I pray... My enemies come back, turn back. How could he say that? What a statement to make when I pray. Because he knew when he prayed, God would listen. And because God was listening, God would arise. And what would happen when God arises? His enemies would be scattered. It may not appear that that's happening at first, but it's going to happen. It's got to happen because there is no enemy that you and I will ever face that God, when He arises, cannot and will not and has not conquered. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So let God arise and let His enemies be scattered. This word arise in the Hebrew means to rise up, to stand up, and it means to arise in the hostile sense, to come on the scene, literally one translation says to stand up with sword in hand. It is a militant, military term. Hallelujah. It means to take action against an enemy. Can you imagine the fear 
that is in the devil and all of his minions, and I'm not talking about those little yellow guys that are in the cartoon. I'm talking about all of those forces uh, of fallen angels and demons that we that are arrayed against us. Can you imagine the fear that is in that camp when God arises in our behalf, praise God, with a mighty sword in his hand. Praise the Lord. God is on the throne today, and God is listening for the prayers of his people to be prayed in faith. That, that the battle is not ours no more. That we don't see ourselves as this, as weak and, and impotent against such a mighty array of spiritual forces. But we see ourselves as we truly are when we pray and put our trust in God. Hallelujah. We see ourselves as victors and not victims. In fact, the Bible calls us more than conquerors through him that loved us. Why? Because though we are in the flesh and limited to the flesh, our weapons are not of the flesh, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I don't know what kind of strongholds that that Satan has established in your life today. But I know one thing for sure in the name of Jesus Christ. If you repent of your sin and you put your trust in God, there is no stronghold. When God stands up, that stronghold will fall. I'm going to say that again. When God stands up in your behalf, and he will when you come to Christ, that stronghold will have to fall. It may be drug addiction. It may be alcohol addiction. It may be sexual addiction. Whatever kind of addiction that may be holding you that you can't break. Oh, friend of mine, there's no chain that God can't break. There's no prison house that Jesus Christ will not plunder to set you free. You know, Jesus taught that the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy but I've come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Praise God. Amen. And we're not just talking about the material world here because we're taught very clearly that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. You can't overcome the devil uh, by by amassing great wealth or, or, or becoming a very powerful person in your character and personality and resolve. You can only overcome this spiritual entity and enemy with spiritual weaponry. And our warfare is not fought with anything of our flesh. Amen. Though the weapons of our warfare, Second Corinthians 10.4 declares, are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Every stronghold will fall. In fact, that that getting us out of the prison house that looks like there's no way out of, that, that terrible, foreboding keep where the devil is trying to keep souls uh, from, from being set free. He knows 
where those souls will end up without Jesus. He doesn't want to let one of those souls get out of his prison house. But I want you to know that through the cross of Jesus Christ, through his shed blood, through his death, and through his resurrection, hallelujah, a victory has been granted because death has been conquered. He that held people in prison through the fear of death can no longer hold them in that prison house. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you come to Jesus, listen, no one wants to be taken out before our time. No one wants to to die at the hand of an enemy. But I want you to know, when death comes, we don't have to fear the consequences, the eternal consequences of facing the judgment after death. When death comes for the Christian, it is just dropping the body, but the real you and the real me are going to be absent from the body and present with the Lord. There is no defeat in death for the Christian who understands, amen, that we have been given life more abundantly. Not this temporary life that ends with death, but eternal life that death can't conquer. Hallelujah. Oh, friend, when God stands with you, when God is for you, and that occurs the moment that you're reconciled unto him through the atoning blood of Jesus, and God arises in your behalf, and 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 let and your enemies do what? The only thing that they can do, if we put our trust in him, they have to flee. That's why the book of James, it says, Submit yourself therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Praise God. Oh, friend, how we need to get a look at the backside of Satan. Running as in terror is what that really that phrase means. He will flee from you in the Greek. It means to run as in panic. Listen, we're not going to be defeated by a panic-stricken devil running from us. Amen. We could only be defeated by an emboldened devil coming against us. And he's going to lose that roaring lion boldness. When he sees the mighty one of Israel with a sword in his hand to defend us. Praise God. There's victory in Jesus for you. And there's victory in Jesus for me today. Let God rise up and stand up in our defense. And who shall be able to conquer us? That's why we are called more than conquerors through him that loved us. If we come to Christ as our Savior and we are reconciled unto God and we put and keep our trust in him, he becomes our shield and our buckler. Praise God. He becomes our defender. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is a, is a shield for me, David said. <laughs> Hallelujah. He is a mighty buffer against the enemy of my soul. And when I pray, my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is for me. Hallelujah. How can you know you have victory before you even see it manifest? Because when you pray, 
God arises. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you put your trust in Him and cry unto Him and call unto Him to express your faith in Him, God arises. And what happens when God stands up? Your enemy has to flee. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is a God-given, God-granted victory. And I believe He wants us to move into that victory so that we can say something. And I, I don't want to say this without the seriousness of it coming through, but I just feel led to say it today because of the, the great truth of it. Amen. Hallelujah. God is on the throne and He is ready to defend you and defend me today and to give us victory over His enemies who has become our enemies as well. There's great victory for you today. Make no mistake about it. Even if you're lost without God today, there's victory in Jesus for you. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, there's victory for you. You can come to Christ today. You can be saved today. You can be reconciled unto God today. Instead of God being an enemy of you because you're a sinner, God can be your ally and your Savior. And that's what He desires today. He can't look over my sin or yours. He can't sweep it under the rug. He's a holy God. He's a God of justice. But He is a God of mercy and forgiveness. And He loved us enough to give His Son on the cross and through that cross to give us victory over sin and Satan and self and death. All come to Jesus and be saved today and come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.